Yeah, yeah. Welcome back, everybody, to the Excellent Podcast. This is the show where we sit down and watch every single episode of Regular Show and give you a breakdown. I'm your co-host, Jason. Hold on. I'm opening up a bottle of Prime. This man has a bottle of uh, Lemon Lime Prime on his Discord. Finally got a webcam. That's fun. Hell yeah. Uh, It's actually my roommate's because he didn't need it anymore. Oh, nice. Cool. But let me, uh, I am your other co-host, Josh. Pleasure to be back. Yeah. After Um, a month. As we said on our Twitter, at ExcellentPod, it's the holiday season. Yeah. And uh, it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of around this time of the year where, um, uh everyone's kind of busy you know where we're seeing like friends and families and things like that so mm-hmm. um yeah you just you know. uh saw jacob today earlier today or yeah later, I, on, earlier today la- late last night yeah jacob visited me in the city uh for a quick little trip because he was uh flying in from out of town and he's like hey while well, i'm in the city uh cool if i stop by and we hang i was like oh yeah of course mm-hmm. um so that was fun, and um, it's almost going to be the end of the year. We're recording on December 14th, and that means that the Spotify Wrapped has come out for everyone <laughs> who uses Spotify. <laughs> I think I've seen uh, t- Tyler's Spotify. Who's? Our, the... our, our biggest fan. Do you not remember? You're talking about Lil Ty? Yes. Yeah, no, I, that's what I thought you were talking about. Yeah, yeah so that Tom means that uh, Lil Ty Tyler, uh, a lot of people um, were posting their Spotify raps. And since uh, obviously we are a podcast, we qualify as a creator. So um, shout out to Tyler, who whose number one podcast was the excellent podcast. Amazing. Yeah, thanks for keeping us afloat, man. And I also wanted to read our own Spotify rap because uh, when mm-hmm. you're a creator, um, you kind of get like your own personalized thing about like, hey, this is how many people like listen to you and this and that. Um, so, in tw- uh, by the way, if you wanted to follow along with me, you could find this Twitter thread on at Excellent Pod. Our Spotify rap is out. So in 2022, we released 24 episodes Ooh. and... We were listened to in 26 countries. Ooh. And this was our best year in regards to consistency. And we created 1,874 minutes of new content, um, which is more than 92% of other creators in the comedy category. Yes. That's the category we are in. Hold on. Suck it, other comedy category ease. Sorry, I had like a little stroke there so we are if we're more than 92 percent, then that means that would that mean that we're in the top 10 percent of comedy podcasts? i guess we are is that i hope i did that math right um I, and of course there was one episode that um that performed uh way better than the others and naturally that is season one episode one the power um which had 445% more streams than the average episode on our show. Do you know what I think it is? What? No one else has made a regular show podcast like us. Or ever. that and and also this was the year where like um 
we had like the most growth obviously like you know that's natural because it was like our first like main main year oh yeah, yeah um and when people like start listening to the show naturally they would start with the first episode exactly so that's pretty cool mm-hmm. uh our top five countries well again uh we were heard in 26 countries and our top five were one the united states mm-hmm. of course to the united the united kingdom Whoa! which is funny because a lot of these episodes were recorded there yeah that's three yeah three was malaysia oh Ooh. five uh four is the philippines oh ah. yeah my ma- buhai <laughs> and number five was australia ah. cool. oh from the down under that's that's from, bad joke um we are uh, in the top 10% of most followed podcasts. Oh, sweet. It's pretty cool. And uh, we got a lot of gains. We um, we gained 229% of listening hours. Ooh. We gained 202% followers. Ooh. We gained 194% streams. Gee, these are over 100. Fucking awesome. And 119% of listeners on our show. Dude, we're doing awesome. something. And we are a top 10 podcast for uh, 273 fans. And Let's go! We are a top 5 podcast for 185 fans. Yeah! And finally, we are the number 1 podcast for 64 fans out there. What the fuck? Which is so cool. Hey, shout out to you, 64 fans. Appreciate you a lot. Yes, that's that's like a whole Minecraft stack. Oh, yeah, right it there. is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, was, I thought you were about to say a whole Minecraft server. I'm like, ah, I'm pretty sure I can hold <laughs> more than that. So, <clears throat> thank you guys for an awesome 2022 of the Excellent Podcast. Um, we are actually just approaching our two-year anniversary because we started the show in January of 2021. Mm. which is pretty cool and 2022 was our best year for like consistency um we've recorded so many episodes and um i i feel like 2022 was very special for this show um one reason is because a lot of the episode i think like what like seven eight episodes were recorded when i was away in the uk and um as you guys know whenever we're on this podcast we kind of like talk about like uh, what's going on in our lives we kind of use that as like a little like audio diary type thing Mm-hmm. Um, so I was able to, uh, share a lot of things. You guys were able to like follow along while also spreading our love for a regular show. What was I going to yeah. say? That was, wait, that seven, seven to eight episodes were recorded when you were uh, overseas? So, something like that. I don't know. I, I don't know like the exact more. number. Maybe. Um, but speaking of our love for a regular show, there's something that I haven't showed you yet that I wanted to show you live on the show. Uh, 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 okay. Should so I be concerned? No, 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 no. It, it's, it's cool. So okay, I, we love regular show so much. I love regular show a lot. So I wanted to commemorate it with this. Go check your Snapchat. Oh my God. Is that <laughs> what that was? So I I got a tattoo of High Five Ghost. Where? Wait, is it's, it on your other? No, it's uh, it's on the it's on the back of my my uh, forearm. Here, I'll send you a picture. What the hell? And if you want to see a picture of my new tattoo, that is once again you guessed it on our Twitter, which is at Excellent Pod. 
So now I have two regular show tattoos. First is Rigby, and now I have High Five Ghost. Oh my god, dude, that is sick. Thanks, man. And the reason I went with fives is because um my skin didn't really react good to blue <laughs> ink. Um, yeah. Uh, which, that's a whole other story. I got a touch-up uh, while I was there for that tattoo. But um, So uh-huh. I, I decided to hold off on Mordecai, uh, at least for right now. Yeah. Um, but high five, fives is like the only one that's like, black and white and mm-hmm. uh, i feel like it would be it was like a good um tattoo to have uh with like my whole like aesthetic i guess uh-huh i'm trying so, to think of like how long how long ago did you get this um i got this on december 2nd so almost oh. two weeks ago oh okay now i remember because i think on your snapchat story <laughs> i thought i saw you say like, oh, I just got a new tattoo, and I wanted to ask you, but I think I forgot. Yeah, <laughs> so I did get a new tattoo. Um, also, if you, I, I you, you probably won't uh, remember this, but like way, mm-hmm. way earlier on, and like the first, probably the first like five, eight episodes. Um, I remember one time we were recording. We had just started the show, and mm-hmm. I had to take like a quick second because my tattoo was bleeding. I got the new ta- a new tattoo back then. Uh-huh. Um, this was the Alice in Wonderland tattoo. Yeah. Um, and it, it did not heal well as, at all. I remember. And I, I actually always thought that I was allergic to blue ink. Mm-hmm. Um, and I tried texting my tattoo artist that gave it to me. Um, but he ghosted me for a couple months. Oh. So he gave me like a, he, he gave me a screwed up looking tattoo and then I didn't hear from him. Um, and then I found out that he got fired. <laughs> what? Yeah, this was the dude that did my first ever tattoo. That one came out fine, but this yeah. one did not at all. Um, and so I ended up uh, just getting a replacement artist that did both fives and he touched up my Alice tattoo. But yeah, nice. uh, what I'm referencing is uh, back when when we were recording... Um, you might remember I I took a quick second. I was like, wait, I got to step away from my keyboard for a second. My tattoo's bleeding. And um, uh, apparently, I always thought that I was, uh, yeah, again, allergic to the blue ink. But that's not what happened. Apparently, he gave me a, a blown out tattoo. Meaning that he like went over it so much that it, oh. the ink went so deep into my skin. And oh. it got all chewed up. Oh, shit. Yeah. And when my, um, apparently my tattoo was so bad that every single tattoo artist in the shop had seen a picture of it when I like sent it in. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, apparently my tattoo artist, he was my original one. He was fired because he would just always ghost his customers and he would, uh, turn down tattoos that were quote unquote too, he was too good for. Um, what? And Funny, because I remember one time, he, after months of ghosting me, he I get a text out of nowhere from him. It's at 9 p.m. at night. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what the fuck? And he said, like, oh, hey, Jason, sorry I've been out of the loop. Can you do this Thursday? Oh, by the way, I have a new location. I'm not at the old place. What? And I'm like, this man can't be serious. Come on. <sighs> and when Did I told like- that, I, I, I just didn't reply. Oh. Yeah, and when I told that to my... uh my new tattoo artist he's like dude i'm not surprised <laughs> like, <clears throat> but yeah 
cool no, stuff see, um going into the new year no yeah see that's why like it took me so long because i obviously just have one but i would like to have more mm-hmm. the only thing is that like i it, it i know what i want and i know where i want it it's just the fact of trusting someone with the pen you know what i mean definitely go to the same artist that you went to last time he he's the same guy that did fives and my haunted mansion oh, tattoo oh, oh really yeah yeah there well there's a reason i recommended uh that guy to you um true your tattoos are definitely in the japanese traditional style which mm-hmm. is really cool um i have um i have a bunch of different types of tattoos my um uh, i believe my haunted mansion one is like a i think photorealism or like portrait Hmm. um and then fives and rigby are just like uh cartoon uh, like r- cartoon realism i i probably got this wrong but um eh. and then um my next tattoo though i've already been thinking i actually have two tattoos that i have in mind but i'm which is um, I, I, i'm definitely uh set on one which is um i want to get in the american traditional style which is my favorite style of tattoos so i don't know why i don't have any of those yet um it's gonna be like on my kind of above fives on my uh, outer wrist. It's going to be um, a stringy piece of pepperoni pizza. What? And and there's going to be a banner across it that says Cowabunga. <laughs> okay. That's pretty good. That's pretty cool. Yeah, because I, I grew up with the turtles. They shaped my whole childhood. Uh, so which one is your favorite turtle? Um, I feel like... Either um, Donnie or Mikey. Ooh, ooh. So why That's not? Hard. So why not Raph or uh, Leonardo? Um, so it's kind of complicated because there's so many different like iterations of the turtles. There's yeah. like the the eighties one. There's the one from two thousand three, twenty twelve. Twenty twelve is my favorite one. Um, that, that's a lot of people's favorite. Yeah, because it's the the Nickelodeon. Um, but I did grow up mainly on the '80s one, like the original. Yeah. Um. So they all kind of have um. They're all really like the same, like throughout the generations, but they they're kind of different, you know. Um. Like for example, in the '80s one, uh, Ralph is the is the like the comedic one, mm-hmm. but then in all the other ones, Mikey is the comedic one. Yeah. Um. So I feel uh, there. I mean, I'm not saying that I don't like Leo or Raph. Um, it's just that uh, I feel like Donnie and Mikey are like really like they're cool. They're really cool because um, mm. I, f- I feel like um, Donnie's cool because like he's like the smart one. He's like uh, he he's like all the the tech gadget guy, and then Mikey's the the wild one, and then Leonardo and Raph. They kind of they have like their personalities, but it's very like. Um, it's very, uh, what's, what's the word? Um, like normal, they cla- I guess. like they, oh, I was just oh, gonna say like they clash. Each yeah. That, uh, what I'm looking for, it's, it's very cliche, like the oh, cliche, yeah. like, a like, uh, sibling rivalry. Like yeah, yeah. there's, there's a leader and then there's like the, the hot headed, uh, muscle guy. Yeah. Which like, you know, that's cool and everything, but I- I'm totally a, Don- a Donnie Mikey guy. I'll tell you the turtles that I grew up with. Okay. You know the the live action T- uh, TMNT movies? Oh yeah, like Secret of the Ooze and stuff like that? 
Yeah, though the first two were my definite favorite, especially the second one. I I think I've watched that movie a lot more times than mm-hmm. I could probably even count because I would like <laughs> pop that shit in every day after school and just put it in the background watching it like two or three times a day. What are your thoughts on the 2014-2016 Michael Bay movies? <sighs> Watched it at least twice. That that so, much I'll say. So a lot of people uh, hate on these iterations. Uh, they say that the the turtles are like giants and they kind of look like ogres, which I mean, like I've seen the memes. It's it, it, it's live action. I mean, like what else would you expect? You know. Yeah. Um, I would say that it kind of looks more uh, realistic than the the, the movies that we, you were just talking about. Oh, I mean, it was like made a long time ago. Um, exactly. The one one complaint that I have is that uh, the first movie in particular from Michael Bay, that wasn't really a Turtles movie. It was more of an April movie and the Turtles happened to be there. I just don't even remember that movie. I've seen mm-hmm. clips like I guess the best clips from that one, but never have I actually went from start to finish to from the uh, for that movie. Yeah, the the twenty sixteen one that has a really awesome opening sequence. It's cool. Yeah, it does. I remember watching a trailer for it and actually being excited, but then uh, going into it, I think I kind of ju- it kind of just lost me. What are your thoughts on Rise of the TMNT, the twenty eighteen? series isn't that the one where all four of them are just like shaped differently yeah so it's the most recent iteration uh they actually just got a netflix movie um but rise of the tmnt is now uh canceled i'm not sure if it's or it it was either it either got finished or it got canceled so Mm -hmm. i guess currently right now there is not an active like turtle iteration going on which they need to fix that because I love the Turtles. Um, Rise of the TMNT is not my favorite one. I watched a little bit of it, but I didn't really finish it. Mm. Um, I don't like how Raph is the leader. Oh, is he that really? That doesn't sit well with me at all. They literally the 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 original lyrics are Leonardo leads, Donatello does machines. Raphael is cool but rude. Michelangelo is a party dude. So you can't just have all these iterations and all of a sudden Raph's the leader. Like, what the hell? Come on. I, and, yeah, I never knew. Oh, yeah, don't they have, like, magical powers or whatever, too? Um, I I believe so. Like, their their weapons are, like, uh, like magic. Um, mm. And also, speaking of the weapons, Raphael doesn't even fight with his uh, signature Tusai. He fights with these uh, Japanese Tanfa weapons. Oh my god, they changed his iconic weapons. He had the t- the Tusai in the first episode, but then he switched to Tanfas like later on. Um some people were saying that like TMNT is like kind of like a or Rise of the TMNT is like a kid-friendly show and yeah. they didn't want um like something as violent as Tusai, but Leonardo still has his uh his swords if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he has his swords, and then I'm pretty sure I've seen a clip of Mikey using, uh, like some modification or some sort of other kind of a uh, sharp sharp weapon to complement his nunchucks. I forgot what yeah, it's he, called. Yeah, he doesn't even use the nunchucks. He uses like this, like a uh, like 
bladed dagger on a chain rope or something like that. Yeah. So Rise of the TMNT is basically like the Teen Titans go of of the Turtles. And, you know. Imagine but. if they did a um, uh, a regular show, live action one, like an actual proper live action one. I think the closest we ever got to live action was that weird Party Tonight music video. Yeah, that, that yeah, you got a point there. Yep, and it was very weird. Uh, it's like I was in a fever dream. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, we should get on to the episode though. Yep, it's been twenty-one minutes, twenty-two, twenty, almost twenty-two, 22. minutes. Season three, episode ten, a regular show. This is actually the fiftieth episode overall, so we made it. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, cruising, we open up in the coffee shop. Mordecai, Rigby, Margaret, and Eileen are watching Crime City Detective Cops Two. Uh, we cut to uh, what's going on in the TV. These two guys pull up to, uh, in this like flashy convertible wagon. They pull up to two girls on the streets, uh, saying, "Hey, ladies, did you happen to catch our license plate?" It's missing some numbers. And then the passenger says, your numbers? How about it, ladies? And then the ladies laugh all like giggly. And they're like, huh, here. And then the driver takes and he's like, and that's how you get a chick's number. Oh, yeah. Cruising. And then the characters laugh. And then it says the end. It cuts to real life. And Margaret and Eileen are like kind of, they're not impressed with the show. They're like, what? But then Mordecai and Rigby are like, whoa what that was awesome then margaret says i can't believe you guys think that's cool and eileen's like yeah that movie was so chauvinistic and also inaccurate and then mordecai says well i don't know i heard that that movie was based on a true story and then rigby says if this movie has taught us anything and it definitely has you only need one thing to get a girl's number and that's a sweet ride then he kind of like acts like he's driving a car um eileen gets wind of this and she's like well not necessarily rigby you could just you know ask a girl for it and she starts to blush rigby immediately cuts her off being like eileen don't be so naive that would never work and then obviously that's uh eileen trying to suck up to rigby because she has a crush on him but rigby's head is elsewhere um before we move on I know you you had to have noticed this. What do you notice about the two characters in the TV show? They are voiced by J.G. Quintel and William Sal... I can't fucking pronounce his last name. Saliers. Saliers, <laughs> thank you. So, not only are they, like, it's it's obviously, like, blatantly supposed to be Mordecai and Rigby. Because mm-hmm. the characters, the guy who's voiced by J.G. Quintel, he's wearing, like, a blue jacket and it has like white stripes on the sleeves, just like how Mordecai's arms are. Yeah. And then the other guy's like short and he's wearing like a brown jacket and he has like a mustache and stuff. And they didn't even try to change their voices one bit. No, not even the slightest. It was literally I think it was a slight pitch change, but that's about it. Your numbers type of like Your thing. Your numbers. Um, let me let me ask you this. Okay. What what do you think is a good way to get a per? I'm not going to say a girl, but I'm just going to say overall, what's a good way to get anyone's number? I feel like, um, well, see, 
I don't think I've ever been in like a situation where like I see a girl, I want to get her attention and mm-hmm. I get her number like on the same day. Yeah. Like for example, me and CJ were friends for like a long time. Uh like we we knew each other in school and how I got her number was like just like naturally, like it just like happened like um I think I think we were like put into like a group chat cuz we were hanging out with like a like a friend group and then I yeah. got her number that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, I know, I think one or two times in high school, I did get a girl's number and, uh, I actually wanted to share this story. Oh, so, um, this, well, this actually isn't like much about me, but it's about Jason care. Do you remember him? Oh my God. Yeah, I do. <clears throat> so this is when we were in band. It was freshman year or sophomore year, actually. And we were on a band competition out in, uh, I think, Pontiac. Okay. I think a city in Illinois. Yeah. And we were at uh, the competition. It was hosted at some high school. And there were, like, a bunch of kids uh, from, like, the other schools. And then um, there was also some, uh, like, kids from Pontiac that were just, like, walking around the neighborhood. And me and Jason Kerr and, like, some other uh kids in band we just like start talking to these girls and of course we're like 14 years old and 15 we're trying to spit game and stuff yeah we added each other on instagram i like had my notes app. we everyone had their notes app open and then we were like typing in each other's info and wow. so when the girl was typing in her instagram i was like hey, and you could also put your number if you want to and she's like all right oh, i'll put my number shit that's <laughs> slick and um though this girl she was kind of wild and I, I probably thought, like, oh, I'm so cool. I just got that girl's number. But she gave her number to, like, everyone there. Um, primarily Jason Care. Okay. Because apparently after after the conversation ended and everyone, like, kind of fizzled out, her and Jason Care snuck off behind a tree and just made out. Hey, yo. They, they uh, yeah. So after, like, uh, like 15 minutes of talking... Uh, they start making out, which I can't, I can't uh, shit on that because that's kind of how my first kiss went in middle school. But we don't got that's a story for another day. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it's about what happened after. She, um, obviously that that relationship wasn't going to work out because we lived hours away from each other. Yeah, she would yeah. always like text Jason, being like, "Oh, when can we hang out next? I miss you, this and that." And then um, one time, her and I were having to be talking, and I was like, "Oh, hey, uh, Jason Karras here." <laughs> And she's like, oh, my gosh, I'm, I miss him so much. I really do. And then oh. it was it's the point where Jason had to reach out to her being like, hey, like, I'm sorry, but this is not going to work out. Oh, my God. Um, so, yeah. Psychopath. <laughs> I don't know. But no, that was like that was sophomore, freshman, sophomore year. You can't really blame the girl for acting that way. And you can't really blame like like any of us either because, you know, we're. we're we're just we're just kids. a bunch of weird. We're, we're we are young high schoolers trying to. Everyone's trying to pick up boys and girls. Do you know what's weird nowadays? No. That I picked my I picked myself uh, or I caught myself doing this. I now start. I have now started to call like, uh, was it eight nineteen and lower or whatever. I started calling them kids, and I'm like, I looked at my hands, I'm like, oh my god, I'm old. We're old. We're old. 
I am at that age where if I see a group of high schoolers out in public, I get annoyed. Yeah, me too. Because, like, high schoolers, they are so loud. Like, I was at <clears throat> I was at Chick-fil-A earlier today on my lunch break, and yeah. there was this big group of high schoolers that just came in, and they were kind of, they were, like, yelling up the whole place. They were, like, making a ruckus, and then they all thought, like, oh, my gosh, I'm so quirky, crackhead energy. Oh, my God. But, it's like, no, everyone hates you right now. Like, mm-hmm. just... It's like, why, why, why do you have to be a, like a disturbance to everyone in a public area? And then, of course, when they were done eating, they all left their trash on the tables and crumbs oh. everywhere. And I was like, dude, that's so fucking rude. Like, do you, do you do that at home? Exactly. They're, they're the type of kids where it's like, oh, I could leave the trash here because that's some other person's job. Yeah, that's my mom or dad's job or whatever. No. Yeah. Yeah, like, come on, ha- have some respect. And the thing is, like, high schoolers, they they do this stuff and then they think that they look cool. Um, and to be fair, when we were the high schoolers, we, we also thought that that was cool as well. Yeah. Again, Cause we were young, but yeah, when you yeah. get older, you realize that that shit ain't cute at all. Like, nah, yeah, nah. Uh, I was gonna, I was gonna say like, um, fucking Jacob's already mentioned the fact that, I, I, I'm an old man now because I fall asleep in movies or I, I get interested whenever I see cooking cookware. <laughs> I remember when I got an air fryer, um, I was like constantly like posting on my Snapchat story about it being like, look what I made today. Or I was like, yo, I just got a sweet deal on bratwurst. And then I was like, shit, oh I'm posting about cooking appliances. I'm definitely an adult. At least it's not on Facebook where it's just true mom or facebook mom's just saying oh just picked up my kid from school today and he got an a plus he also got his first hug so cute Hashtag oh my plus. god shut the fuck up karen no one cares about your dumbass kid that a was an effort i i remember i uh one more thing before we continue on there is uh this mom who named her baby girl wednesday but she <laughs> spelled it w e d n e s okay D A I G H. That's some c- white mom country kid thing, right there. No, okay. Do you know what that is? That is some. That is a mom who's like, oh yeah, I want to name my daughter this, but I want to uh, spell it different just so she could be, you know, different. No, just spell it the way it is. Okay, you don't. You're not gonna impress anybody by spelling your kid's name differently. That's like saying. That's like spelling your name or my name, but with but making the J silent. Actually, I've seen worse before. Um, okay. His mom named her her baby Caitlin, but okay. I can't even like, I can't even describe. It. I just need to show you what it was. I oh. sent it to you on Snap. Oh, okay. She named her baby Caitlin. Oh, oh my god! Oh my. God. <laughs> so, to the listeners, the name Caitlin is spelled according to this mom. K V I I I L Y N. She and if you don't understand, the V I I I is the Roman numerals for eight. So it's like K eight Lynn, but it's like oh K V I I I. Goodness, Kate Lynn. If you think you're fucking smart for doing that, you have the wrong idea, baby. I mean, don't say yeah. that. Yeah. I just grossed myself out by saying, baby, Ugh, cut that out. 
Cut that bit out. That was disgusting. Mordecai has explained to Margaret and Eileen that the wheels that a man drives, it instantly makes them more attractive. Rigby adds on by saying it's a known fact and and then tells a story saying that he's gotten so that he's almost gotten close to getting a girl's number but then all of a sudden some guy in a muzzle car pulls up next to him and totally ruins his game yeah sure <laughs> sure more or not more more guy margaret and eileen laugh at that story and margaret says oh you guys are kidding right mordecai then back comes back saying like are you saying you wouldn't give us your number if we put up in some cool wheels margaret comes back saying you dorks would never be able to get a girl's number cruising mordecai mm -hmm. confidently says oh yeah margaret uh says yeah but then rigby jumps on to on top of the table saying let's bet on it uh margaret agrees having her hands on her hips eileen doing the same and she says, okay, how about dinner? If you guys get a girl's number from cruising by the end of the day, which you won't, uh, we'll pay for it. But if you don't, Eileen adds on a little bit, hope you can afford lobster and filet mignon, guys. And then Mordecai instantly gives the first uh, hmm of the episode. Hmm, hmm. Hmm, hmm. Giving that uh, confirmation of hmm, hmm, hmm. Okay, we'll see. Rigby says, like, I hope you guys can afford unlimited corn dog bar. Margaret so, and I... yeah, let go. Well, okay, I don't know why um, Mordecai and Rigby would choose an unlimited corn dog bar. Because Margaret and Eileen, they have it right with the whole lobster tail and filet mignon. Because, like, mm -hmm. The whole I, I'm I'm pretty sure the whole point of this bet is they want to get like an, a free expensive meal out of it. So yeah. they're like, oh, a meal that's being paid for us. Okay, let's go blow it on like filet mignon and mon and uh, uh, lobster tail, which is completely valid. Like I'd do the same, you know, because um, not every day do you guys get to eat that stuff. And then why the hell would Mordecai and Rigby waste this bet on corn dogs? An unlimited corn dog bar would cost like. At most twenty five dollars, hard maybe you know. Maybe because they're just in the mood for corn dogs. I mean, I yeah, know. I guess. Like this is this is such like a like a battle of the sexes episode. Yeah, but no, I completely agree with you. Like I'd be choosing probably the most upper class place uh, to go dine in. <laughs> exactly. Um, so Rigby says the line about the corn dog bar. And then Margaret and Eileen say, well, gentlemen, good luck. And then they walk away laughing while clearing their plates. Uh, Mordecai and Rigby are alone. And then Mordecai's like, whoa, did you just see that? They were totally flirting with us. Rigby, he's like, flirt? Is that what the... Wait, no. Uh, he doesn't believe it. And then Mordecai's like, dude, they know that we're going to win. They were just playing hard to get. And then Rigby says, like, but aren't we cruising for two different girls' numbers? And Mordecai's like, well, yeah, but that's all for show. And then Rigby says, I thought women were supposed to be direct with, about what they want. <laughs> and Mordecai's like, huh, you'll learn someday, dude. And then Rigby's like, whatever, man, I'm just in it for the free meal. So, yeah, obviously Rigby doesn't get it. Okay, wait, uh, uh, This would this be... A very controversial moment to talk about an example of your girl 
not being direct with what she's saying? Um, well, I had, I had an example written, but it wasn't about CJ. It was just like in general of what I've seen before. Also, I had a store, another story, but did you have one? Well, um, so what was it? When I, when I make food for my coworkers sometimes, because when they ask, Mm -hmm. um, they, I always ask them. Uh, I always ask them like, okay, what would you like on, on your food or whatever? And they keep, they keep not being clear about what it is that they want. And I'm already like starting to get orders coming through and I'm just like, okay, can you kind of hurry up a little bit? And then they, oh my God. Well, wait, so this is about food though. Like I, I could maybe understand like people not like knowing what they want to eat that day what about like in a relationship setting oh in a relationship setting oh god okay um i thought i I thought that would have counted um so oh god it's gonna direct back to food so when you, you you ever just offer two options to places to eat to your woman yeah and then she just says it's whatever you want uh, there's so many times where I'm like, okay, where do you want to eat? And she's like, mm, I don't care. And I'm like, all right, what about Chipotle? Mm, no. Uh, Wendy's? No. It's like, what? It's... Okay. You name like three different other places to go. She says no to. And then you go to the one place you feel like she does want to go to. She's like, well, if that's where you want to go. Yeah. And then she makes you feel bad. Okay. Because... See, here's the thing. I will eat McDonald's and like other junk food every single day because oh, yeah, um, I, I feel like in a relationship, there's always a dynamic of one person eats healthy and the other person like doesn't. Yeah. Um, I, I, I love fast food. I love like all food that's probably not good for you. Um, and so, so you I... Give you crap for it? Um, um, I, I, she lets me do what I want, I guess. Nice. Nice. But if we're eating together, she wants to eat somewhere a little better than that. It's understandable. Mm. So it's yeah. like if she if I I ask you, what do you want to eat? And she says, I don't care. You already know that I'm going to pick like McDonald's or like Taco Bell or something like that. Mm-hmm. So if you don't care, then all right, let's go. But no, I, I, I understand. I, I don't know why that's always a thing and why that's like the whole thing about food is so common. But um. I remember seeing this one tweet from this girl online saying, oh, this guy kept hitting me up, but I curved him like eight times. And all of a sudden, he just stopped messaging me. Oh, if you want to date me, you're going to have to try harder than that. And she got so much backlash. And people were saying like, dude, that guy tried messaging you. You weren't showing signs of interest. He got that message and he left you alone and gave you your space like any respectful man would do. Mm-hmm. What else did you expect? You know? Exactly. No, like, um, it's it's so difficult trying to figure people out. Especially those, especially the people who have those kinds of attitudes. Mm-hmm. You don't know. It's not like we can fucking read your mind, man. We can't read your mind. And then also... Um, there's a lot of like weird going back and forth. Like e- even my mom. Okay, I-, I will say this because my mom has inf- has told me about this, okay. and obviously my mom is a woman. Um, yes. She has <laughs> said my mom has said before that like women 
their signals are like all over their play all over the place like they they don't even have an idea of what they want mm-hmm. and they just like change like all back and forth again this is me saying it in my mom's words this is not me being <laughs> this, is not, um, this is my mom this is not male podcast time <laughs> but um no so cuz this there was this one example um i had this one friend uh he was he was trying to get this attention of this one girl at school and uh, the girl knew it and everything, but she kept turning him down, be like, oh, no, like, I know you like me, but let's just stay friends. And this man, like, legit for, like, six to eight months, he because he, he's a very persistent guy, like, yeah. he wasn't being annoying with it, but he was just, you know, being natural, you know, trying to, like, uh, get the attention of, his, of this girl, like, doing nice things for her. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And she wasn't reciprocating back. Like, she was uh-huh. giving him no, no energy. Um, yeah. And then eventually the guy got, uh, like, tired of that. And then he ended up going after a different girl. Oh. The second he did that, the original girl was like, oh, so that's how it's going to be. <laughs> it's oh like, you, f- you, f- this guy just spent eight months trying to get with you. And the second he stops, like, you know, so again, this is, I told my mom the story and she's like, hey, women, man, like I, <laughs> I man, if only it were that easy. Yes, yeah, so let's see how easy it is for Mordecai and Rigby. We're at the Two Peaks Mall, which is uh, a reference to Back to the Future. I believe we've been at this mall before. I believe so. Um, <clears throat> every, uh, a little mid-tempo music is playing. Um, this entire parking lot is filled with like people, like guys in flashy cars, and they're like uh, they're like convertibles and like bouncy tires, and they everyone's getting these girls' numbers. Um, they're just going back and forth like these guys like an entire row of cars and the girls are just flirting with them um so they they have all these cool sports cars and then mordecai and rigby fucking show up in their golf cart and they say hmm hmm get some digits get some dinner and then they both say hmm 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 uh driving off so that's two more o's um they pull up next to uh margaret and eileen um, and then they're like, hey, ladies. And then Margaret's like, oh, so since we get to choose where to go to dinner if we win, how does Il Costoso sound? And Rigby's like, uh, isn't that the pricey place with the napkins? And then Eileen is like, they're very expensive ones. Yes, they're very fancy. And then Mordecai says, oh, yeah, sure, Il Costoso's. And Margaret says, oh, perfect. By the way, can we bring our dates too? And Mordecai gets all wide. He's like, dates? Margaret's like, yeah, the loser will buy dinner for the winner and their dates. Is that cool? And then Mordecai's like, uh, yeah, totally, totally cool. And then Margaret and Eileen walk off being like, awesome, see you guys. And then Rigby's like, dude, we can't afford that. <laughs> and then Mordecai says, hey, we got to win this bet because I don't want to be the third wheel to Margaret and her date. And then Rigby all confident. He's like, well... Let's get these uh, wheels of... Wait, uh, the subtitle went. Let's do something to flow in and get chicks' numbers a-going. Something like that. Mm. Um, so, I had a note. Fucking screw this. Like, they, they can't just change up the rules out of nowhere. What's your thoughts on this? Um, it's it, re- it reminds me of... In grade school, whenever you played, like, Tag or Cherry Bomb or whatever... There would be that one kid or kids that just instantly agree to change the rules upon themselves. Like, oh, you can't touch me or you can't tag me because 
uh, five second cooldown or whatever. Like they'll make that shit up on the it's spot, like, and it's so we bullshit. never we never established that at the beginning. So no, that, this is not the bet that they agreed to because okay, this is a huge Mordecai simp moment, and uh, I... the the term simp is thrown around loosely, but yeah. this is an actual simp moment. The whole reason they started this bet was to get with Margaret. But now he's got to pay well, a, for a dinner for her and her boyfriend. Like, ouch. I mean, okay. At the, When you mentioned sit moment, you could also say that um, once Margaret and Eileen leave the table after agreeing upon the bet, Mordecai realizes, like, oh, they were totally flirting with us. That's a sit moment. Yeah, he's like, oh my gosh, did you see that? It's just, they just flirted with us. Mm-hmm. I, in that in this point in time in my life i'm rigby like i if any girl has any sort of attraction towards me it goes way over my head <laughs> nice anyways so <clears throat> moving on yeah continue so we cut through a, another bit of a montage mordecai and rigby pull up to three girls this time with their cart and they instantly get rejected then we is it counterclockwise or clockwise wipe? That, that, that was anti-clockwise. Yeah, so they, it's a counterclockwise wipe to a new uh, scene. And we see this blonde-haired lady uh, go up to Mordecai and Rigby's cart, write down her number. They look, both of them look so happy and surprised. But then uh, as soon as she's done writing her number, she instantly turns around and goes to the car, uh, car in front of her with uh, a Chad dude with sunglasses, uh, ginger hair. The car that he's driving kind of reminds me of the Bifta from GTA Five. It's like there's no actual walls on it. Um, it's like kind of like a like a grid strap to it. Yeah, and it's... obviously th- there wasn't like a flat area for her to write on, so she uh-huh. just totally disrespected Mordecai and Rigby <laughs> by using their cart to write the number. Yeah, personally, I would not take that. I, 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 you know, I jacked that number for myself, but I would not let that slide. Not literally. So moving on, <laughs> um, Mordecai and Rigby look all depressed after seeing that. <laughs> then we quick cut to uh, a lady in red shoes. Uh, walking down the street with a blank stare. Uh, Mordecai and Rigby pull up next to her, but she's still walking at this point. Uh, and they're like, guess cruising or what's it called? Neutral? It, they, they, they're they're they, kind of like coasting alongside of her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're coasting alongside of her. She notices them kind of following her. She gets all freaked out and starts sprinting down the the sidewalk. Uh, she jumps over a Mustang or a convertible car onto a moving helicopter in the sky, and the helicopter flies off. Mordecai is <laughs> in shock. Yeah, Mordecai is in shock. He's like, "Oh, what, dude? This isn't working." Rigby then sa- agrees with Mordecai, sa- saying that the movie made it look so easy. And then all of a sudden, uh, the this muscle another muscle car with two dudes and two girls with all like punk punk rock aesthetic pull up next to them uh i think it's yeah the girls are screaming Woo-hoo-hoo! like having a great time and one of them uh heckles at mordecai rigby saying nice cart losers 
the other one adds on saying like yeah good luck getting numbers driving around in that the tire screeches on the excuse me parking lot as they drive off that's rough <clears throat> that is um, very rough dude i would that's very disrespectful dude i'd have a that, that's so horrible mordecai and rigby like they're just getting tossed around this entire episode um yeah. so that's when they realized we need to get a better ride so we cut back to the park at the house and pops is in the front yard uh waxing his car his little convertible his white one um they walk up to pops saying hey pops and then pops says why hello gentlemen what brings you here mordecai says can we borrow your car pops and pops is like oh why whatever for rigby says we need to win it for uh we need it to win a bet Pops laughs and he's like, oh, a wager. I simply adore good wager. Um, and he's like, so does Carmenita. Mordecai and Rigby are like, wait, who? And Pops is rubbing the car's hood saying, that's her name, Carmenita. And they're like, oh, awesome. Thanks, Pops. So they hop in and Mordecai's in the driver's seat and they're like glamoring over the, the dashboard. And Pops is like, now, Mordecai, you do know how to drive stick, right? And he's like, oh, yeah, Pops, of course. And then he notices that uh, next to the stick shift, there's a second uh, stick. And it has kind of like these like Greek letters to it. And then Rigby points to it and says like, uh, what are these gears? And Pop says, those are Carmenita's special gears. I advise you not to touch them because Carmenita's special parts should only be manipulated by a professional. Mordecai says, oh, don't worry, Pops. We'll win the bet and we'll be right back. See ya. So they drive off. We're back at Two Peaks Mall. And then Mordecai and uh, Rigby pull up next to Margaret Eileen, saying like, yo, Margaret Eileen, feast your eyes on our sweet ride. Prepare to taste defeat, ladies. Margaret says, you know what I'm prepared to taste? They pull up a menu from Il Costoso's, the restaurant, saying, I'm prepared to taste Baltic sea scallops with red wine reduction. $35. Margaret says, ooh, or Kobe Bray's short ribs a la gold leaf, $41. And then Mordecai and Rigby are getting mad. They're like, oh, you'll just fill up on the bread. And then Margaret's like, oh, you mean the rustic artisan cheese bread imported from France? That's $15. And then they start to growl because they know that they're probably going to lose. All of a sudden, uh, two guys walk up to them saying like, hey, are these guys bothering you, Margaret? The other guy's like, how about you, Eileen? And they're like these really like buff, uh, ripped dudes. They're wearing like muscle shirts and stuff. And then the girls kind of like with their body language, like lean into them being like, oh, no, no, no. Mordecai, this is Chad Ironchest. And then Eileen introduces her guy saying, Rigby, this is Tuck Packard. Then Chad says, Mordecai and Rigby, these are the guys. He walks up to the car being like, oh, just wanted to thank you, bros. I mean, like paying for a four star meal for the four of us uh, guys. Seriously. And he goes to shake their hands. But then Mordecai and Rigby like groan out loud. And then Mordecai just hits it on the gas, leaving Chad in smoke uh, real quick. I like how Chad, the name yeah. Chad. Yeah. This this was written before the whole like ch- term Chad existed. Yeah, <clears throat> that was so funny. Um, oh, did, oh, I was gonna I was gonna ask you. Yeah. So with how quickly, uh, Margaret and Eileen got their their dates, doesn't that kind of prove that 
girls can get guys' numbers instantaneously, like almost, not almost, like a lot quicker than guys could. Well, because it usually, like traditionally, it's the guy that's supposed to ask the girl for the number. The girl's not supposed to go up to the guy and give her his number like on her accounts because then that's viewed as the girl being desperate you know that's the same reason why the guy's expected to propose you know yeah no but like why does it have to be that way though it's sort of ridiculous it's hard out here for a pimp man it is man how do you think (laughs) i feel (laughs) oh my god wait real quick motherfucking jacob got me on hinge Oh, he he had you download Hinge. Yes, he we uh-huh. recorded we recorded like a short little video. I'm gonna scrap it because I'll, I'll be honest, it's so not worth it. Like I okay, for me, for, I need to get this off my chest and I'll say it here. <laughs> All dating, right. For me, dating apps does not work. Okay. I mean, I I got one person, one person, but that doesn't prove anything to me because I it doesn't it doesn't feel accomplish it doesn't make me feel fulfilled versus actually meeting someone in person and getting to talk to them in person you know what i mean yeah i guess that's fair but like i guess with with talk you talk with them online for a little while and then you schedule a meetup yeah that i don't really condone or feel relatively like all right with because i don't i don't know it's it almost seems like you're you're only seeing them through a picture mm-hmm. rather than i think i think it's just like me being old-fashioned but i don't know I, I i could be just a boomer and just liking how how to do it i guess regular traditionally see because it's i feel like it's easier um to like uh meet more people when you're young because like you're at school you're in college and you're like you're doing all these extracurricular activities Mm -hmm. um but once you're an adult you like the main aspect if if you don't really go out a lot the main aspect of your social life is like work but then you know everyone at work so and then that's you don't really want to date someone at your workspace uh if that's not the approach you want to take um Mm -hmm. so that's why you typically see like uh, older people on dating apps uh, because phones have become like more prominent uh, with like people like Gen Z, like our age, more mm-hmm. young people have started to use dating apps. Um, yeah. But it's kind of the same concept of like um, adults hating uh, dating in your 30s, you know? Yeah. Because usually you, um, you're expected to meet your significant other like when you're like in college or something. And the reason why is because it's easier to meet people in college. That's the only reason you happen to typically find, like, your loved one when you're young. Yeah. No, and that's why I'm saying, like, I I, I think what I think about dating apps is that it kind of makes meeting someone a little bit too easy. Yeah, true. And a lot more convenient. Because they're Mm -hmm. always there. There's always yeah. gonna be countless of people on that on that app. Even if you don't match with anyone, you still know they're there. I um I had a friend, um he had he had a Tinder profile, okay. and 
his first picture was him in his band uniform doing the you know I got had to do it to impose. Oh my god. And I I I didn't say anything in the moment, but I was like, why would you choose that as your first picture, my guy? Did but... I did, did I ever tell the story about uh my Tinder for or having Tinder for a week? Um no. So more little or short long story short, I had Tinder for a week. Uh, the pictures that I chose, really shit. Um, and then towards the end, I ax- quote unquote accidentally spent ninety ninety nine dollars on like super likes or whatever. How, how do you ac- or did did you you say quote accidentally like did you buy it or did you not? Uh, bought it, bought it, and then said oh fuck, and then quickly refunded it. Oh, okay. Oh, so you got a refund. Yeah, basically. Okay, well, good. At least there's that. I mean, I did check my bank account. And it said $99 was withdrawn, and then my mom saw it. She's like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> nice. I'm like, ah, oh, shit, mom. No, it's not like that. So, obviously, yes. When in today's day and age, it is kind of easy to, like, access meeting people, um for dating because you have these apps but in the olden days you had to according to mordecai and rigby drive around in your car which is kind of true so in this next sequence mordecai and rigby they speed off saying must get girls numbers we get a little funny montage this little bit uh they're talking to these two girls saying like um uh hi uh we lost our numbers can we have yours and then the girls are like you gotta be kidding me they groan and then they drive to the next group of girls, which is only like three feet away. <laughs> These guys have like a lineup in uh, Mordecai says they're all awkward being like, uh, so ladies to you, uh, I mean, are, are you angels? Cause, but then they walk away. They go, uh, they go to the next girl and <laughs> Rigby says, we really need to win the bet. And, uh, and then the girl laughs and walks away and they go, uh, and, I feel like this sequence is so funny because they're just being so desperate. I like how at the very end, Rigby doesn't even try with the pickup line. He He's just like, hey, I'm not going to lie. We really need to win a bet. Can we just get your damn number? See, and I feel like that, that is very relatable to a lot of people. And I like yeah, how they, they're included. Because they're just going down the line. Like, they ask the first group of girls, and then they just try the next group that's, like, three feet away. And um, I remember when I was 12, I watched this episode with uh, one of my uncles, um, who who was, like, he's, like, the youngest sibling in, in like, uh, the family Uh in that generation. And um, for a long time in his life, uh, he was a bachelor. So um, this, this episode really fit his humor. And when we were watching the sequence, when they kept groaning, I remember it making him laugh so hard. <laughs> yeah, because he can relate to it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait. Okay. So, Jason. Okay. Yeah. Give me your best pickup line. Um, It's been ages since I've used a pickup line. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, I, I, I did. I do know one where... um. I haven't, I, I never used it because it's very inappropriate. Oh. 
but uh it, and uh, by the way never use this on a girl like only use this when you've been dating the girl for a while and you just want to like talk all sexy to her okay basically you say like hey girl are you an oreo because i just want to split you apart down the middle and lick your insides oh uh, my god oh my god so where did you learn that i think i remember seeing that like on some like pickup line uh twitter account or something again like Jesus i said Christ. i've i've never ever used this before i actually have never like used it on anyone if i'm with them or if i'm not because it's just so weird that's so weird <laughs> what's your best pickup line <clears throat> all right gotta, gotta get into character hey girl you remind me of the 20 letters of the alphabet why Oh, sorry, did I say 20? I meant 25. I guess I missed the fact that you are a QT. Wait, but there's one more. Oh, yeah, my bad, my bad. You can get that D later. <laughs> I think I remember you, you saying this one. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's so bad. <laughs> it's so bad. Never use those. Those are horrible. Yeah, I do pickup lines even work anymore? No, they're just they're <laughs> just some like cheesy, cheeky way to try to make conversation. But it's it'll never work. You'll just look like a nerd. Just go talk to them. Yeah, you know you got to be natural with it. Yeah, I'm naturally awkward, so it's a lot harder. Yeah. So, um, what happens next? So we cut to the sun setting. Mordecai and Rigby are just down in the dumps, sitting in the parking lot. Mordecai says, this is bad, dude. Just think. What else besides a cool car did those do- did those dudes in the movie have? <coughs> that- and then he instantly gets the answer. I got it. Self-confidence. Which is a, a fact. Yeah. And then he points to Mordecai, or, or he points to Rigby saying, I mean, look at your face. And we cut to Rigby's face looking all desperate and sad and like, uh, what what's another word? I already said desperate, but um, um like he like he's he's kind of miserable. Cra- yeah, he's miserable. Rigby says like, "What's wrong with my face?" <laughs> Mordecai, Mordecai responds with, "Your face is desperate, dude. Follow my lead." So he starts doing that hand wipe gesture to change his expression from like his normal face to a more suave, confident look. His his eyebrows are um pointed upwards he has this nice big smile uh yeah. rigby rigby's all amazed and says whoa and then does the same uh they stand there for a few seconds but then rigby calls both of them out and says dude this isn't gonna work no human ever makes this face and i have mm-hmm. a and i have a slight gripe about that really quickly he says okay. no human they're both they're both animals yeah, I remember JG Quintel saying like, "Yeah, so like aside from the looks, like they're obviously a blue jay and a raccoon, but if you get past that, Mordecai and Rigby are humans." Yeah, which is a uh, it's weird because like humans are in regular show, yeah. um, which two of them show up right now. Uh, all of a sudden, the car door opens, and the two girls from earlier in that muscle car that like kind of heckled them, the punk rock looking ones. They say like, hey, we were just walking by and couldn't help but notice how confident you guys looked. 
yeah, could you give us a ride? And uh, these girls kind of have a, it's either a New Zealand or an Australian accent. Probably New Zealand, if I'm not, not wrong. I'd pick um, New Zealand. Yeah. Um, Mordecai is like, uh, sure. So he starts to drive off. Uh, at that point, it's like n- nighttime. Like the sky's like a purple shade. Um, they're about to drive off, but in the distance, the car from earlier that they were riding in with those two guys starts up and then the guys inside start to growl and they're also like really sketchy and punk looking too. And, um, they drive off and you could see their license plate says murder, but it's like missing the, uh, the vowels. Um, I mean, how many, how many letters could, or how many characters could you even put on a license plate? Like six or no, seven or eight. What something like that. Uh-huh. Um, so, um, Rigby, uh, they're driving off, and then Rigby's like, I'm Rigby, and this is Mordecai. What are your names? What are your names? And then they say, my name is Trash and Scabatha. And Rigby's like, oh, those are pretty names. And then they just kind of look at Rigby being like, what? And then Rigby whispers to Mordecai saying, these girls are making me feel uncomfortable. Mordecai's like, Oh, it doesn't matter, man. We just need their numbers. Seal the deal. And so Rigby tries to lead, being like, uh, so how do you guys feel about phones? And then all of a sudden, the girls uh, like look in the rearview mirror, being like, are they following us yet? And then they say, right on time. They tell Mordecai to slow down the car. And Mordecai's like, wait, why? And she's like, just do it. So he slows down. And then they uh, they catch up with the, the car from earlier. Uh, Trash and Scabatha are cheering at the car. Um, and then the guys inside say, Trash, Scabatha, what do you think you're doing? And then they say, Get lost, dweebs. Yeah, because we're having fun with our new boyfriends now. And then Mordecai and Rigby are like, Wait, what? And then the two guys in the car talk to each other. They say like, Hey, bloodshed. I think these guys are looking for trouble. I think so too, manslaughter. And then Rigby are like, bloodshed and manslaughter. And then Mordecai yells back. He's like, no, 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 no. we're not looking for trouble. Uh, we don't even want your girlfriends. And then Rigby says like, yeah, we just want their numbers. Which, uh, that wasn't exactly the smartest thing to say. But I, you could tell Rigby was just panicking. Oh, yeah, most definitely. <laughs> like, so, yeah. Yeah, you go. He's like, in, he's, he's heated in the moment. And he just mm-hmm. like was scared. You know what else to say. So... Um, they start to growl at each other, and then what happens? Um, is his name the dude's name is uh, no, I'm trying to think of which one specific it is, but the guy driving, I think his name is Bloodshed. Yeah, he screams out, yeah. You guys are dead. He he then uh, revs up the engine, the tire screeches, and they their car bumps in the back of Mordecai and Rigby's car. Uh, giving them a little bit of um, a push forward. Uh, there's a dent in the back of the car. Uh, the, the two, Blitched and Manslaughter, continue to ram in the back of Mordecai and Rigby's car. Rigby screams out to Mordecai, saying, Speed up, speed up! Mordecai responds with, Dude, I can't! And it cuts to the speedometer, saying it only goes up to 40 miles per hour. Which, well, that's I'm assuming it's... car. Yeah, I'm assuming it's 40 miles per hour, but yeah, it is very slow. Mordecai yeah. says, this is this is as fast as it goes. Uh, Rigby then looks at one of the the sticks that Pop specifically said not to touch. And he says, maybe one of these speeds it up. And so he goes to reach for the, the second stick. But Mordecai instantly smacks Rigby's hand away from it. 
telling him, no, do, Pop said not to touch them. And then Manslaughter and Bloodshed bump the car, uh, their car again. Mar- Rigby says, ah, I'm going for it. I was going to say, fuck it, but... <laughs> Fuck Rigby. it, I'm going for it. <laughs> yeah, fu- dude, could you imagine a regular show without the filters? <laughs> yeah, Be close amazing. enough, basically. Close enough. So yeah. Rigby reaches downward, uh, reaches down for the second stick and pushes it down, uh, which then causes the car to start flying. Everyone in the car, Mordecai, Rigby, Scabitha, Trash, they all are amazed and confused out what the car is doing Mordecai and Rigby look at each other laughing saying yeah then Bloodshed uh, screams out from the car saying two can play at this game so he turns a dial which then causes the uh, I almost said no it is is it the engine the it's like um the pipes at the back of the car the exhaust pipes the exhaust pipes thank you the exhaust pipes uh, overflow with flames and their car starts to fly as well so what ha- the, this mm. is crazy like <laughs> this is what the fuck when when i saw the sequence i'm like i'm sure that works yeah i mean i guess uh so yeah i guess they're now in the sky um yep. so uh bloodshed flies next to mordecai's car and starts like ramming them ram into the side of them um and then they're kind of knocking into each other. Uh, Trash leans over to the horn and honks it and says, You jealous boys? <clears throat> and then the boys in the car say, Yes, we're spine-rippingly jealous. Throat-chokingly, heart-punchingly jealous. And then Rigby starts to cry. He's like, I just wanted a free meal. <laughs> Which is very funny. Um, and then we cut to Margaret and Eileen sitting uh, on a mall bench just outside. And then Eileen's like, you don't think Rigby thinks I'm dating Tuck Packard, do you? Then Margaret's like, oh, so what if he does? A little jealousy never hurt anyone. Uh, Eileen chuckles and said, do you think it made Rigby jealous? Margaret's like, I sure hope so. And then, so you could tell that this is like kind of Eileen's, Eileen probably has never had a relationship before, Mm -hmm. but Margaret has been around the block. she's 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 the town bicycle. Yeah, as we yeah. saw in the other episode. Oh, um, many episodes. So th- she's just asking her for, like, girl advice. You know, a little girl talk. Um, yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden, Margaret notices, oh, hey, look, there's a plane up ahead. And then <clears throat> um, we cut back uh, to the sky. Rigby's still crying. And then Trash stands up and says, I'm glad you guys are jealous because we got something to tell you guys. But then all of a sudden, the plane is about to crash into them. And both of the cars, like, fly in opposite directions to dodge the plane. And Scabatha gets scared. She, like, yells at Mordecai, being like, ah, get us down from here. And so she tries to uh, touch Carmenita's special gears. And obviously, she doesn't know how to work it. So it makes the trunk fly open and all of, like, Pops' items fly out. She tries hitting random buttons and then it makes the hood pop open and smoke go everywhere. And Mordecai's, like, He's coughing from all the smoke and he tells Rigby, he's like, stop her. And then Rigby says like, hey, stop messing with those. So he tackles Scapatha, the hood falls off and it almost hits um, the blood bloodshed and manslaughter. And they dodge it and then 
he says like, oh, you're asking for it. So uh, Scabatha finally reveals a man slaughter and bloodshed, you boneheads. These scrubs aren't even our boyfriends. We just wanted to make you appreciate us more. And then they continue to cry, being like, can you kill these guys so we could go home? And then Manslaughter is like, babes, really? That's so touching. And he starts to roar and he's like, give us back our girlfriends. So they start to ram the uh, the car from underneath in the sky. And uh, it makes the entire engine fly out. Uh, wait, hold on. Wait, one, one sec. Well, audience. No, because... I, I I kept hearing sounds like outside my door, but it's just the rain outside and all. No, yeah, yeah, it is. It is like pouring outside right now. It, it's it sounded like the the stove was like you know when you like turn on the stove to ignite it, it makes that sound. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I thought I was hearing that, and I almost like was like yo, but it was just the water dripping outside. <laughs> um. So yeah, the engine flies out of the car, and it like flies down, and then, uh, cartoon logic, the car s- still continues to fly. While they are like, what was that? Um, and then the engine explodes in the parking lot in the mall. And then Mordecai was like, Rigby, that was the engine. <laughs> and then Scavatha and Trash were like, the engine. And so then they start to fall down, just free fall. And then uh, Manslaughter is like, the babes. So they start to chase down the car going downwards and then uh they're like still fighting in the car trash and scabatha i guess they weren't wearing their seatbelts and they fly out of the car into the sky but are caught inside of a manslaughter's car and then so they're driven away in the sky uh mordecai and rigby are still falling though so rigby is like dude do something so he touches uh carmony to special gears again which gives the car wings i guess i had some red bull um and then they start to like glide like uh and start to come in for a safe landing and then so they high five each other they're like oh yeah we totally got out of that but then right in front of them is a tree of course (laughs) and then they crash right into the tree um and then it makes the airbag explode and then they they open the doors and then they like fall on the ground and they're all like groaning hurt Uh, margaret and eileen see this and they're like are you guys okay and mordecai's like you guys are right Cruising is the worst way to pick up women. And then Eileen says, oh, you poor things. uh, Mordecai is like, we'll buy dinner for you and your boyfriends, but can we get your number so we could reschedule for tomorrow night? I'm pretty sure we need to go to the hospital. (laughs) And Margaret's like, "Uh, yeah, of course, no rush. And you can kind of see what's going on here. Um, We just want to make sure you guys are okay. So she gives, Margaret gives Mordecai her number, and then Rigby gets up and he gasps. He's like, yo, we got a girl's number. And then Margaret's like, wait, what? No. And then they're celebrating. And then they're like, hey, free dinner. And then Margaret's like, what? You guys tricked us. And then Mordecai's like, hey, you never said that we couldn't get your numbers. And then Eileen says, at least let us choose where to eat. And Margaret, uh, Margaret, yeah. <laughs> Mordecai is like, okay, where? And where do they eat? So Mordecai, or Margaret, reaches her aunt hand out to get Mordecai back up on his feet. And as soon as they uh, touch hands, we cut to, back to the coffee shop, assuming it's the next day. And Margaret lays out two club sandwiches in front of Mordecai and Rigby. Uh, she says, here you go, guys. Mordecai being, is concerned, 
saying, aren't you guys going to eat something? Margaret says, no, we're good. And Eileen adds on saying, yeah, we eat those sandwiches all the time. Um, mm-hmm. And then, then Rigby says that good thing these are free because we got to save up to pay for the damages for Pops' car. Margaret says, like, yeah, listen, learned, no more cruising. And then all of a sudden, the TV in the dining room turns on and there's an ad or, uh, yeah, a commercial ad saying, and now back to digit jockeys, fighter pilots with the best game in town. And we cut to the the sh- uh, quick preview of the show of of a fighter, pi- or fighter pilot, fighter plane landing on a runway. Uh, the tire screeches, the cockpit hatch opens. Revealing two dudes, uh, one one where one with black hair, one with brunette hair. The guy with the black hair screams out, "Hey, ladies!" And we cut to, uh, two late two girls in like business suits next to the hangar. Uh, one of the guys flip open or flip a button and push it, which sends a rocket that says "party" towards the girls. Uh. It hits them, makes contact, and all of a sudden it changes into five girls in bathing suits, all dancing and cheering. Um, mm-hmm. The guy with the black hair asks, do you want to hit the pool? And then we cut back to Mordecai, Rigby, Margaret, and Eileen. Uh, Margaret and Eileen looking pissed off uh, while Mordecai and Rigby kind of just slowly turn their head towards them. Uh, without e- without missing a beat, Margaret says, "Don't even think about it," and we cut so- to black. Thus ending the episode. I like how they went. Um, obviously, this like fighter jet sequence is supposed to be a reference to the entire ass fight that they had in the sky just before that. Um, I I always assumed that that was a reference to Top Gun. Uh, could be as well, um, and then. That's why Margaret and Eileen are all mad, being like, really, you're going to try to do that after the accident you guys just got in? Um, One thing that I have to say about this bet, um, again, fuck this, because Eileen just bent the rules, being like, oh, at least let us choose where to eat. It's like, dude, really? Like, at first you tried getting your boyfriends here, and then you chose where to eat? Your own restaurant? Like, come on. I I mean, okay, if they were... If it was the other way around, do you think the girls would have accepted the, those standings? I don't know. I mean, they, they seem so willing to just bring their boyfriends along, so maybe. But even then, probably not. Yeah. I mean, they pro- I mean, like, I, like what you were saying, <laughs> if that were to happen to you or me, we'd both argue about it. Be like, what the fuck? Why? Yeah, like, that's not what we agreed on. Mm-hmm. So... Um, that's when the episode ends. Roll credits. The 50th episode of Regular Show. I know what we can both probably agree on. Oh, where to eat during lunchtime? Lunchtime. Uh, lunchtime! It's 
lunchtime. Before we get into lunchtime, we're going to read some trivia off the fan wiki. This is a short list this time. Um, episode connections. Scabatha later makes a reappearance in the episode pie contest. Um, JG Quintel confirms that he named this episode after an episode of Rocco's Modern Life. <laughs> and this episode nice. received 2.172 million views worldwide. Oh, it's probably because of like how relatable it was to. Yeah, I knew that we would have a lot of fun like talking about stuff in this episode. Almost oh, definitely, like especially <coughs> things today, it it worked out so perfectly. Yeah. So let's get into lunchtime. So Jason, what who do you think the protagonists of this episode were? I would say it's Mordecai and Rigby. I would also agree that it is Mordecai and Rigby. Mar- we- so then that kind of goes along with the second question, who's the antagonist? Would you argue that it's uh, Bloodshed, Manslaughter, Scabatha, uh, and Trash? Or would you say it's more Margaret and Eileen? See that's hard because um bloodshed and and like the gang the evil gang they were the yeah. people that actually did like the the boss fight of the mm-hmm. episode but mm-hmm. it was that only happened because of uh Margaret and Eileen like kind of controlling Mordecai and Rigby in the bet yeah so it's kind of hard to say I could honestly say it was like all six of them yeah but if I had to I mean bloodshed and manslaughter and all of them they just happened to be there. Yeah, but the driving force of the episode was Margaret and Eileen, so I think I'll have to go with them. I can agree with that because if it wasn't for them two, Mordecai, what Mordecai and Rigby wouldn't be in this in that situation. Yeah, true. So, mm-hmm. the, so uh, after the episode, how many O's or hmms did you hear? In this episode, there were zero O's but three hmms. Okay, good. We're on the same page on that. I only counted three. Yeah. Did you see any adult jokes? Uh, I did not. I did not as well. <coughs> uh, Mordecai simp moments. I think huh. we, we already said them. There's two. Yeah, so in the beginning when he's like, yo, they were totally flirting with us. Yeah. And then um, Mordecai like kind of letting Margaret control the bet, be like, Oh yeah, I'll totally uh, buy dinner for you and your day because he he didn't want to like say anything because he didn't want to be all like oh I'm not gonna buy dinner for you and your boyfriend but like he wanted to be a gentleman but too bad he had to show it by helping her with some other guy you know yeah I wonder what happened to those two no true yeah uh so any iconic regular show moments that you found. Um, I wouldn't say anything that's like super iconic, like that, like really stands out. I think you. I think earlier, where I think in Elo Govna, uh, you mentioned that this was probably the first time Pops's car Carmenella Car- Carmenita was mentioned by name. True. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd say it's pretty iconic. Hmm. Were there any yeah. in in real life music or real life music used? Um, no. Yeah. So then, how would you rate this based off your memory? 
Out of um, out of five, out of five, I would give this a four. I'm gonna give this a two. A two, interesting. So it's kind of like on the lower side. Why is that? Because I had no idea this episode existed. So I feel like um, this episode, uh, it's 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 definitely like memorable because like a, um, it's funny. Uh, and there's like a lot of things that like happen in it and it's the typical like Mordecai trying to get with Margaret uh, which brings us to our next uh, question uh, if I were ha- if I were to rate this as a skip or a must watch I would say it's a must watch because it uh, it's a good episode for understanding like Mordecai's weird devotion to Margaret and trying to get with her I'd say must watch because of how how sad and depressing Mordecai and Rigby go <laughs> Go, like the extent they go through just to get some numbers exactly yeah so then would you say this is a good episode or a bad episode i thought this was a good episode of regular show what? i also thought this was a good episode of regular show what? so in the end we have 82 o's and 45 hums in regular show so far huh. and we're not even halfway through the um the season yet yeah so um hopefully in come january we uh will be able to record more yeah um, oh god this is the last vi- or this is the last possibly the last one of 2022 if we don't have anything else um thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the excellent podcast again you could keep up with what we're doing when we are not recording on our twitter which is at excellent pod you could see a picture of my brand new tattoo of high five ghosts there and you could also view our spotify wrapped and yeah we got a lot of cool things there so we will see you over on the twitter and we also have a TikTok uh, that we're currently working on getting back up and running, which is uh, can be found by searching The Excellent Podcast on Twitter. Uh, other than that, that's everything that I have. I have one thing. Okay. Happy holidays. What the fuck? I just heard that. Uh, I just, you you, you I didn't just, hear anything. I just heard that chair creak. Yep, it was a chair creak. Oh that my was- goodness. If we if we don't end up recording another one, uh, happy holidays, everyone! Hope you have a wonderful time. Get some good gifts. Uh, be nice to each other, and uh, get fucked up on New Year's. Yeah, definitely. Um, also, if you um, even though we kind of have to take a, a like a uh, we have to slow down a little bit on this podcast. If you do want to see what uh, me and Josh are doing with other stuff, you could check out the Schwam Squad on YouTube. We have a new video that came out today, and we will also be filming a secret Schwamta video, or which is like a secret Santa video. And uh, so that will be coming up over on the Schwam Squad. And you can also find that in the description along with everyone else. So, yeah, but that's okay because the viewers are here to enjoy it. So with that, thank you for listening and we will see you next time.